0: How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. I had a lot of fun with this episode as it's centered around a topic that's increasingly more fascinating to me every time I have a conversation about it. My guest today is a former UFC featherweight contender who, in his post-fight career, has become an advocate for the use of psilocybin mushrooms in sports and athletics based around therapeutic use. And most recently has been center point in helping the UFC um, develop studies in combination with Johns Hopkins University to measure the effects of psilocybin mushrooms on brain injury, traumatic brain injury, things like CTE, concussions. And you know, we spent the first 10 minutes kind of talking about all kinds of stuff, really just uh, catching up but I'd say that you know, 10 minutes on uh, is really focused around the work that he's doing and some of the benefits that have been seen. And certainly something that I hope everyone here, regardless of your initial thoughts on the use of psilocybin mushrooms uh, for therapeutic use, I'll really look into because there's a lot of examples of people's lives changing for the better. Uh, and I can only imagine the impact that that must have on someone. You've heard stories of brain injury and it does not sound fun. And so uh, I couldn't be more for this and I couldn't be more excited to see the UFC embracing it. And I couldn't be more excited that my friend Ian McCall is on the leading front lines of this to make it happen. I really hope you enjoy it. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of fun stuff, but uh, a lot of good information in this as well. Do me a favor, make sure you're subscribed to the show and uh, I hope you enjoy it. But before you enjoy the episode, a really quick shout out from our sponsor, Action. And there may be some news on the horizon as it pertains to mushrooms and action, so make sure you stay tuned. Head to drinkaction.com, and that's action with a K, or follow us on social media, at DrinkAction. Uh, you might see some of this exciting news shortly, but while you're there, make sure you grab some of our famous specialty roast coffee, its the best tasting coffee you're ever going to have, as well as natural supplements, things like turmeric and hemp, which we talk about a little bit in this episode as well, the benefits of that from an anti-inflammation standpoint, as well as MCT products and a whole new line of apparel that's dropping on the website any day now. Use code word curious, you'll get 15% off. And if you really want to get crazy, sign up for a subscription and you'll get 20% off. DrinkAction.com, code word curious, and enjoy this episode while you sip on some amazing coffee. Oh man, it's... uh... I just got done reading the article I saw posted, uh, on UFC ESPN.com and, uh, seeing your name mentioned in there, I'm sure the hard work. Cause I mean, it's, it's all culminating right now, but I know this has been kind of a long journey and a lot of long days and probably extremely long nights to get to where you're at right now. So, uh, so yeah, I would enjoy it, man.
1: It's been, um, it's just really cool, and the main thing is, is like, I'm super happy, obviously, with the job. That's amazing. Uh, whichever one I choose, I'm pretty sure I'm going one way. But um, just being able to have Dana White go, "This is what we're doing," you know, that alone in itself. Where if it's his idea, it's fast tracked. It's happening. And they've already talked. There's already been numbers thrown around uh you know like to the tune of 2.2 million dollars the second time around they talked and um, real awkward conversation between research scientists uh, and UFC executives I don't know if you spent much time around either one of them but they're both just very different mm-hmm. so my buddy who, who runs the the intermediary company between the two is like dude it was so awkward <laughs> but either way like I have people that are willing to pay for the studies like right now they're a 2.2 mil done I'll pay for all of it and I'm like Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me it's just important like, stuff. You know. Yeah, I think. it's it's really important, and and it's uh, I've done my hardest, done my best, tried my hardest, trained and researched and learned and and done the right pop, pop, like the right work, um, to be here. I'm just proud of being this person. Like I'm, I'm finally proud to be somebody. Before I was, I was never really that proud of being who I was. I wasn't the best person. Um, you know, you have to be selfish and angry and crazy to be the best in the world at anything. Uh, you have to have a fire inside you that's like, it's not, that, it's, it's not really good for interacting with other human beings. You know, you look at people like fucking Lance Armstrong or Kobe Bryant or even Michael Jordan, they're kind of dicks, you know? And that's just like, that's super competitiveness. And I finally just I lost it, which is great. Um, it's gone, and I feel so good. <laughs> I feel yeah. so.
0: I have this conversation all the time with my wife because you know, from a business standpoint, it became my world, my life, and she kind of sacrificed. But it was easy because you're adults, you're consenting adults, and you know, you she she was kind of ride or die, and uh, we had a a child, and then it changes things. And it makes you start to doubt yourself. And it's like, well, maybe I'm not being the best dad, but then you're like, well, but to be a good dad, I need to provide. And then it's like, well, well, I want to be there tonight for bedtime, you know? And it's, you grapple with these inner, inner demons in a way and, uh, can tie yourself up into knots. And that's just on a small scale. You know what I mean? Like to then to think that the world's watching on a stage or that you're going to be locked in a cage with somebody and, you know possibly be physically harmed, you know, at least that's what they're trying to do to you and you're trying to do to somebody else. So there's grave consequences with that. So I mean, I know how that's affected me um, at moderate success in the business world. I can't imagine the amount of stress that that puts on the body, the nervous system uh, of somebody who's, you know, doing it in front of everybody else with the expectations of a lot of people on your shoulders
1: yeah it's a different kind of animal um and as much as I love it I mean I love what I did I love I love the sport obviously like I'm giving back to the sport in more than one way trying to change judging and scoring which is only fair and I'm trying to give these athletes a way to heal and I did it with myself my friends have done it with themselves um and people deserve this and the thing is is this, this translates to everyone like i i i have clients that have kids that microdose kids with brain injuries kids with autism I'm, I'm talking like you know not like young younger not maybe not under 10 but you know teenagers young teenagers um but i know people are microdosing their kids babies you know who are autistic or having you know those have showing those signs um Traumatic brain injury is real, and you can hit your head, or you know, accidentally ingest something, um, whether it's too much medicine or whatever. Something happens to you, and your brain is really not good. You have seizures or whatever. You can fix this stuff with these medicines, and um, you know, I, I was I was engaged to a woman who had epilepsy. You know that my own daughter has juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and I healed her with cannabis she's nine now but she was diagnosed two and a half she couldn't walk um so i i get to see um changes in myself i mean my my soon-to-be 24-year-old stepson he's autistic and he um to see the change in him with this over the last year that i've lived here is I've, it's made me cry on multiple occasions. It'll, it'll make me cry forever. Like it's it's so cool to see because he's he's really smart. He's got a degree, a gerontology degree. I don't have that. He's, his mother's a genius. He's very, very smart. Um, and, you know, it's just understanding how all that works with too much stimuli. I taught martial arts to kids with autism and Down syndrome and all sorts of, you know, afflictions or whatever you want to call them. Um I always knew specifically autism, that they're just smarter than we are. There's just too much. They have to, they're, they're too hyper-focused mm-hmm. they don't like the extra stimuli. Um, and, you know, that's what I can get into that through gut, gut, gut biome and stuff, but we won't go there. Um, that's a whole other conversation, but, you know, um, it's just being able to heal these people. Um, it just, it, it, it breathes so much life into this world, dude. I'm so, I've never been more, more ashamed to be a person right now let alone a rich white guy who grew up in orange county part of the one percent tied to a president not only a president franklin pierce the guy that started the civil war for slavery like that's who i'm tied to that's my family like what the fuck dude that's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> and i i make a joke because like i said i do comedy and i'm trying at least um I've, i made just a joke about like I've, I've never seen more people i swear to god i went to high school with Doing something illegal. Um, and just like the douchebags, I'm like, I, I you know, living in Orange County, I, I've had to turn down invitations to go on my friends who I've known my whole life, who just happen to be really wealthy. This is where I grew up in this area. Um, I had to turn down an invitation to go on a yacht, like a, a yacht I've been on a few times, because it was a holiday weekend. It was covered in Trump flags. And I'm not political. I, I, I didn't, I should have voted, but I didn't. Um, But either way, you're not supposed to talk about who you voted for.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's where I've, it's gotten so, so outrageous. I mean, in a way, it's like, it's, people are baiting it. You know what I mean? It's like now people want to draw it out of you because then it's weaponized and it's leverage and it's become this accepted form of, uh, you know, accepted form of warfare that we all engage in. I think the, the big shame for me is like, I think about how much I learn from everybody and I learn in a lot of cases, the most from people who I'm least similar to, you know what I mean? It's like how I've broadened my, my whole world in a, in a way, like I, you know what I mean? If I just kept staying in that isolation chamber with everybody else who I grew up with, then you'd never grow outside of that mindset. And so now that everything's so charged and everybody's kind of retreated back to their their camp, so to speak, I feel like we're losing all of the benefit of the people who were different being able to mend ideas together outside of politics. And it's like, what's going to be the long term effect of the fact that none of us can get along except with our, you know, quote unquote tribes. It's like, we've got to figure out a way to treat each other in a way that we all want to be treated a base level of respect and it starts there and it starts with personal accountability. It starts with, you know, owning your own actions and and realizing that we're all imperfect humans, that we're all capable of making mistakes and that we all deserve to be redeemed. But then that also requires those people to take the steps to be redeemed. You know what I mean? It's a two way street. And I, nobody wants to like take that leap and, and kind of like say, okay, I'm willing you know, and, and maybe it's justified because they'll be left holding their nuts, you know, so sort
1: of. I've, I've never seen more people do good for themselves and other people. Because of one thing, and it's microdosing. I've never seen more this more change more people's lives, whether it's those same kids that are underage, or their parents come to me and they're like, yeah, hey. like, you're my friend or you're I know you kind of and I'm like, what's up? Like, is my kid crazy? I'm like, why? What did they do? I'm like, well, they told me they don't want their Adderall anymore and their whatever Xanax or whatever they're on, some gross thing. And the parents are like, "Why?" And they go, "Well, I have to tell you something. I, I started microdosing." And I'm like, is, "Is my kid crazy? Like, what's going on? Like, should I? Can I get? Am I supposed to get mad?" And I'm like, "No, number one, no, not mad. Like, what did you do? You take him? Like, yeah. Like, did you feel better? Yeah. Is your kid a better person all around?" I mean, first off, your kid committed a felony. So did you, but whatever. It's just, you can't get, you know, can't get in trouble now. Um, but is your kid a better person? Is he a better sibling or her a better sibling to the, the brothers and sisters? And just overall better at everything? Efficient? Yes.
0: Well, you may. What are check. you trying to accomplish, right? Yeah,
1: and that's the thing is, we all need to focus on being better and we need tools to do that because... Yeah, of course. Um, and you know, the tools. The, I, I tell people I, I was just teaching, helping helping teachers telling my story on um, the Dr. Fadiman's podcast or a big podcast um, webinar for education educational bo- uh, stuff about microdosing. Dr. Fadiman is the godfather of microdosing. It's such an honor to work with those guys, Adam Bramlage, um, mm-hmm. and, and and just to see how many different people are being affected. I mean, I had someone who saw me that I grew up with on there that like I didn't know, but was in between my grade and like a couple years older than me, but not quite as old as my brother um, in high school. And like I was like, Oh, I kinda of remember your face. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember you said something about school. I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Um they, I, I saw you on Dr. Shadman's thing and some from some random, you know, mother who's, you know, pushing forty to uh, an elderly person who's who's all about it that knows everything, knows all the keywords and terminology to high school kids. Like it's gotten around. You know, and, and, and it's pretty damn cool. You know, and, and there's more steps that are gonna gonna happen, like with people giving it to kids, like children. It's gonna happen because it's it's just like C V D in, in the right doses, it's really good for them, but it's not socially acceptable right now. And people need to tread lightly. I I, you know, I teach harm prevention as well, so I'm like, look at you know, this is stuff you can th- think about. I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm I don't want to hear because <laughs> I can't.
0: Yep. So, how did you get exposed to all this to begin with?
1: Um, well, I come from a very interesting family. Um, yes, I was. I grew up on the beach here in Orange County. My family, um, you know, we were in real estate and the car business with dealership with a dealership um, in L.A. downtown L.A. So, you know, my, my family had a, you know, very successful life in business, but my dad um, smuggled weed around the world, or hash oil, things like that, uh, in the 70s, um, and was always really cool about us, you know, I always stole his weed, I started smoking when I was eight years old, so it was, like, way too young, you know, but still, like, just, I just was stealing, I saw my brother doing it, and I did it with him, and, uh, and so on, um, so I was always selling pot. My whole life um and then you know i got out of it when my daughter was born and it was still illegal back then it was almost 10 years ago uh, and i was world champion i didn't need to do it anymore i almost helped open a um a big dispensary i did some some consulting in cannabis uh, i'm part of a cbd company that's got a deal right now we're trying to work with the ufc another deal with the ufc um, I, i'm really really tight with the ufc now so it's pretty cool um you know and then once i retired i was like well you know, it's 100% legal, and I go to that same CBD office, and there's a distribution center in the back. And I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" I just left my personal training job because I was bored. and There's like a couple hundred pounds there, and I was like, "Oh, I just have to like work through licenses and do like you know the right work." It's totally legal. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a commodity. And i since I got into cannabis and into psychedelics heavy, I have to I stayed away from it because it's still so a world I don't want to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, like. My friend's shop was just robbed the other day. And I was like, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want I don't want to be around this. Like, I'm actually dangerous. You pull a gun on me, I'm gonna take it from you, <laughs> like really quick. I, I understand. Have you ever heard of the 18 foot rule?
0: I've heard it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A normal person can get to someone within 18 feet before you can pull your gun out. I'm not a normal person. I know how to disarm people. And I, 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 I'm i like, it's just like, I'm like, don't, like these people, it's just a, it's still very gangster and I don't like it because I'm not that of person.
0: Yeah. I was in the cannabis space. My brother still operates in it in Southern Cal. We were doing a lot of events and we would rent out places in the hills and we'd throw events. We'd bring in companies. They'd pay sponsorships, get tables. And that kind of grew. And uh, we we're rolling this half pound 24 karat gold joint for 420 and we we were going to do it at the this roller's house and things kind of fell through and made a couple phone calls and we ended up at a recording studio in Hollywood and i mean it just one thing led to another and before you know it i'm like sitting at this table and there's multiple pounds of high grade cannabis that was given to us by a partner that's expecting this to be showing up at a party. And you just kind of see people walking by and looking in this room. And then it's like, you see people on cell phones. And I'm, you know, I started getting a little paranoid. I'm thinking, you know, this, we're, we're kind of like caught in the moment. But this is how bad things happen. This is somebody being opportunistic. And like, we're, we're like, Oh, yeah, weeds legal again. And but you still don't realize that there's you know, $4,000 a pound sitting right there on the table. And somebody might want to get their hands on it. And yeah. it's, it's, I mean, that's LA every day, man. It's, well, I get it,
1: it. Exactly. And you know, I've, I've been working with Tyson ranch, like those people there, Gary truck at TMZ doing my PR. Um, and you know, I have to take advantage of this. I'm, I have a various high position, um, whichever company that I work with, um, you know, I'll be an uh, an athlete liaison, uh, sports performance director, some something along those lines. Because, you know, I'm I bring in a lot of stuff. I bring in large financing, which they already have, but extra millions of dollars is good for them. Um, you know, the connection with the UFC, the podcast. I've got a puppet show. You know, like we. I we've, was watching it. <laughs> it's um, you know, we've got stuff shot. We haven't. It's not all put together completely yet. Uh, and plus, we need funding. I mean, it's it's um, it's just one of those passion projects where, like, for me, I just go look at it. everyone listens to puppets these days. Like, that's just how it works. Like, you guys think like those two guys run the world? Like, no, <laughs> they're battling it out for like some position that matters. No, everyone relax. Um, nothing's like it's just it's ridiculous. So I was like, I'll use a puppet. I'll explain with a puppet, and I've got tons. There's there's so much stuff to be done. It's just. You know, we all have a bunch of other stuff we're doing. So we're, we're, you know, we're working on it, getting sponsors for it and getting it paid for it because it's not that expensive. You know, it's just, it's just, I just got to get a little bit more going.
0: You take these serious topics that people want to hear about, but they're tired of hearing people talk about them the way that people talk about them. And it's just like, I'm sitting there getting informed and like shaking my head, yes, while like cracking up laughing because it's just so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly what we want to do. It's just, you know, it's it's me teaching my old self because I don't want to be Uncle Creepy anymore. I didn't. I haven't wanted to be ever, Uncle Creepy ever. That was a, a joke of a nickname that I, I put down. It's a long story. I was like fresh out of rehab and I needed to fight. And my coach was like, you want to fight? And I was like, Do you need money, to right? And I was like, yeah. And he showed me the guy I was going to fight. And I'm like, sure. And I wrote it down because my, my friend's son called it to me and like called me that like the weekend before or a couple of weeks before. I was like, ha, ah, I'll write it down. Well... It stuck everyone loved it and it's and now i can't get rid of my blue check mark or i mean if i can't change my name without getting rid of my blue check mark because it's it's owned by the ufc and you know it's not their fault it's just part of the business it's how this is yeah. how so I have to, they're trying to charge me like four grand to do it and i'm like Fuck. And okay. holding you hostage with it it's like it's trying to monetize social media is a headache and it's i've never been that good at it um but i've got you know a, a team doing it now and i've got companies behind me so it'll it'll be fine i mean like i said this 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 show at the comedy store is going to be massive it's a show all about mushrooms you know so it's you know i'm the guy like we get to talk about industry people like we're talking business and um i mean everything the healing side of it the retreat side of it the the tech side of it the you know disinfectant side of it like how you know my buddy just started a company um with fungal disinfectant where it's all safe and it keeps a f- surface clean for a while so it's like there's so much cool innovation to be shown and then you know obviously the therapeutic side getting in some veterans um just showing i mean whoever like i'm sure we'll have you name it we can we can have it on there it's related to mushrooms
0: yeah I- I remember there was a class in college, uh, Drugs and Society, and there was a video that uh, actually may have been when my wife went through school and I saw her like she brought it home or had us watch it. And there was a, an older gentleman who was suffering from some like really random type of headache, like a splitting type of headache. And he was just grinding up his own mushrooms and putting them in capsule form. And he would once a month go out there and it it relieved him of all of his symptoms. And that was like the first time that I had ever realized that there was a therapeutic use for psilocybin. You know what I mean? It was like I had, at the, I think at the time I had heard and knew that there was like the medical cannabis avenue. But even then I kind of didn't put a whole lot of stock and that it was before anybody was really talking about the medical benefits in a serious manner, at least in my world. And I remember watching that and being like, wow, we're all like being lied to because this guy seems like a really straight edge dude who probably like maybe drinks an IPA with dinner like one, you know what I mean? He didn't he just it was like the anti drugger, you know, and I had used, you know, shrooms before I yeah it was always a good time it was fun and i i never really put two and two together that there was a lot of introspective behavior going on and that a lot of characteristics and traits that i probably came out of that with were a result of being under the influence you know but that was like that first aha moment for me
1: and yeah we'll we'll get back to the question you asked i forgot right you know, having a family like that, my brother, you know, he was been extracting DMT for over a decade. Um, you know, we always, he'd been growing cannabis since he was 12 and I was nine. You know, like we've been doing this our whole lives. We've been into plant medicine our whole lives. My dad would tell us stories about eating 15 peyote buttons out in the desert with my uncle, you know, like, I'm like, what, how many did you eat? Like, Okay, so you're the reason I'm like this. You're the reason I go so hard. Um, and you know, my parents were just seventies, you know, children that were really healthy and very into it. And they were my dad was always very like, This is fine, like this stuff. And he did he would never like give it to me or anything. But he knew I, I'm like, he's not stupid. Um and he was always super, super passionate about it and just how good it is for you. And then um just I I guess being in this space I've always known. You know, I always knew the capabilities and um yeah, I finally started to really not go back to the well like I used to. I used to go back to the well so much because um, I had so, and I still have a lot of healing to do. That's the thing. Like I'm like I'm not, I'm I'm being positioned as this person, um, you know, but I'm still not like I, I'm I have a lot of stuff to deal with, um, and like most people, you know, I, that can't all be fixed at one one go like most people. And I've I've gone a lot. I've done it's probably
0: an ongoing process forever.
1: Yes. And with me, uh, the mixture of ego, um, you know, from my former life, it still gets there sometimes. And I still go in the gym and train with guys and, you know, I can, I can still beat up, you know, 99% of them, Um, you know, and that's, and these are people that are in the UFC right now, like very high rank, like, you know, professionals but that's the thing. It's like, I don't care. It's fun to me. I like to screw around and beat them up just because I'm still better than they are. Um, but like, there it is. It's just, you know, I get, I'm still kind of cocky. Yeah,
0: but you uh, have to, I you said it earlier though, right? It's like, you wouldn't have been able to accomplish everything that you did if you didn't have that, you know, big swinging dick energy. You know, you got to ha- you got to kind of have that if you want to succeed. And if you don't, it's probably not going to work out for you.
1: Yeah, and, you know, for, you know, for the first time in a long time, I mean, I guess my fighting was finesse. You know, I like to make it look pretty. That was just what I did. I think I had some of the best style in that division. ever, was just martial arts in general. Um, but, you know, to, to make psychedelics work and, and to make everything just sync up, you know what I mean? To make to make all to make my life work in this manner, like and flow and and just like where my energetic output has been going. That's what was, that was my focus. That was how I changed my life. Um, when I met my now fiance, it, 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 that was like one of the first things she said. You know, first she because I was we were at a party where I was hosting a party and people were taking mushrooms. Um, you know, this was a year and a half ago, I guess. You know, so it wasn't that long ago. And people would pay me to do that. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. You know, and there wasn't my, there wasn't any ceremony behind it. I had my own, but people were, weren't really like, stoked. they weren't like, like, us do it. You know, I just would do my own little thing. Um, and I met her, and I was, it was it was already the last party I was gonna do. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I already stopped doing them for the most part. I it's just this is whatever. And she she walks in, and my friend goes, Hey, I want you to meet somebody? And I was like, Oh, hi. Well, hello. How are you? And she handed me her phone, and she had a decrim patch or uh, sticker and a decrim California and decrim nature. She's like, "We need to talk." I was like, "Okay." So I sat down. and She explained, you know, that she's the scientist and UCLA professor, and that she's working on decrim and this and that. And the other thing, we just started talking about um, about mushrooms, about psychedelics, you know, and just like. Hit it off, and it was one of literally the first things. Like, well, where's your energetic output going? You're crazy, like, you're insane. Like, you will look at you, all over the place. Just, just, I was just scatterbrained. And, um, over the last, you know, a little over a year, that's what I've done. I focused, I focused my energy finally because I do, I'm not, I'm not normal, I'm, I'm special. I, I don't know what it is. I can work really hard, and I can, I have cool friends or I have good connections, however you want to put it um that put me in in certain positions and I have the balls to ask questions you know I have like I said I I I I just asked these questions to the UFC just cuz I was I was already texting with them with Jeff Nowitzki about going to his house to go see his new house he bought in Vegas and I'm like hey let's do a study and he's like no it's illegal I was like Mm-mm. I have a girlfriend. I work with this company Unlimited sciences. Let's talk. And he said, well, let's, you know, get me FDA approval and a, a major university study. And I said, well, I already got it because I know you wanted that because you already made me get that with my CBD company and good. So I got it. I have, I have FDA and we have Johns Hopkins and he's a cool, so let's come to Vegas and, and let's uh, let's do this, you know, just tell me about it. So I got, I, specifically got my fiance out there because she's you know she's like i said she's been a professor forever she's spoken on tv a bunch and sold products so like getting her in front of jeff it was like okay on button and i just sat back and because you know Jeff's my friend he's not gonna take me that serious um and he just saw the legitimacy of it and they had to turn it down a year ago because you know it was illegal but this whole industry has changed so much i thought that's how i thought this would take five years to to accomplish so I knew I would come back to it and then um I sent Dana because I've known Dana for since I was a teenager it's just a relationship I have um and I I you know I sent him the link to the HBO th- uh, episode I think was one of the first friends I had to actually text me back about it. I, I, I was really low at one point after the recording after it came out I was just down I, I just was just some things were not lighting up and I was just, just going crazy um I was integrating from ayahuasca and from a large dose of psilocybin the next weekend. So I was just in a weird place. And Dana was one of the first people to text me back. And I was like, Hey man, thank you. Like, I love you. You're a good dude. And, uh, less than a week later, Jeff Nowitzki called and he goes, all right, we need back in. So all I did was make a phone call and I said, Hey, they're in, I connected them. There was emails and now it's out of my hands. Mm -hmm you know, it's, I mean, for the most part, you know, like I'm, I'm still helping facilitate other parts of it that uh, need to happen, but, you know, they're already talking and, you know, like I'm waiting for them to go, Hey, we need money. And I can just go, okay, well, here you go. So
0: at a high level, what are, what's kind of like the inner workings of the study?
1: Uh, it is a study on traumatic brain injury, CTE, um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's trying to fix that stuff. I mean, there's other studies to do on PTSD, um, you know, addiction uh, performance, which is a big one, which is all, which is what all these companies want to do. Obviously they want to do it with, with the UFC, but the NHL is talking to people. The uh, NFL is talking to people. So I mean, it's all going to happen. You're going to see a big influx of some really good stuff going on you know we're going to see it and again the NFL stuff that's somebody else's like sure and maybe for for whatever company i choose to work with i, I can run that division cuz i do have a lot of friends in the NFL um just again for being an athlete uh and they we, we fighters always get along with NFL guys really well cuz they're just they're crazy um so you know it's it's a good it's a good mix whatever i i'm just happy that there's a lot of people that are involved cuz there's some really big name athletes that are doing this and even just dude i i've been Recently, sitting with more and more very, very high net worth individuals and powerful people, like influential people. Um, I mean, I, I haven't sat and met Tony, but Tony Robbins is admitted to doing 5MEO five, uh, five DMT. Like those sort of people. <laughs> and it's everywhere, dude. Every Everyone is doing it. And it's like, and, and it's just to be the guy that's, part of this world that's um even sometimes helping facilitate for these people you know because they don't want to work with a shaman like i shouldn't even be saying that but i do because these people they're they're uh, uber famous uber wealthy whatever and they don't they don't they
0: don't rush to that
1: whatever i mean i don't give a shit um well it, i'm
0: it, saying for them though you know what i mean the wrong you get messed up with the wrong person if you're not- oh,
1: on that, end, yeah, but that's the thing they they come to me and they're they they're they're gonna go to the right hands, so or they they're comfortable with me for whatever reason the reason it is, and they know that you know i'm they're safe it's just all it's about it's about safety, and um you know it's not something i even not really i like i don't charge for it. <laughs> I just go, okay, come here, you know like let's let's talk, and then you just go over some things, and you know the n l p you know what are the stories they're telling me and telling themselves and um you know, just body language, eye contact. you know, things like this is just I can read it and see. Okay, maybe not today. Well, why don't we do this another day? Why don't we talk again and go over some stuff? It's just you know, it's really it's a cool space. It's a really fun um to be the to be the person I am now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just watching uh Hamilton's pharmacopoeia on Vice the other day. And uh, my wife and I were laying in bed and it was uh about the toad. And She's like watching some guy flop around on the rocks of a riverbed and she's like I've heard you talk about this with your friends and like I just I'm I'm missing and not understanding like how this is beneficial for anybody and then he's like foaming at the mouth and you know all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know if you've seen the episode it's uh yeah it's I have pretty, yeah I mean it's pretty intense but you know it's it's an, it's one of those things that I'd love the opportunity. I've had a couple of people just from that time that I was in California where I've made some connections and it's like, Hey, I'll get like a random text message with a group of numbers that I don't recognize, like taking a trip to the Amazon, whoever wants to go in three weeks, like let us know. And I'm, I've a few times been like, fuck, like eh, maybe this is, maybe this is the time that I just like bounce and go, you know, see what's up. But
1: I mean, dude, there's so much opportunity. I'm pretty sure I'll be going to Costa Rica soon um, to do some sort of of work. I don't know if I'll do ayahuasca or uh, or mushrooms. Um, But man, if you need recommendations, I can recommend you people here in California, the people I work with, uh, you know, Bearheart and Bree at the Earth Temple. I'm sort of a reverend for the church, um, a preacher. Um, No, I'm not a reverend yet. I will be once I go through their program completely. Um, you know, like I said, there's really legit people here. The only person or people I've ever trusted with giving me ayahuasca are them is Bearhart, you know, and he's the head shaman guy. Um, he's an incredible, he was the person that was in the HBO special with me. Okay. Um, you know, there's that. There's there's so many good places in other countries. Um, I mean, do you wanna wanna go with me? I'm I'm gonna be going to the Amazon eventually and gonna be driven through. So I, I work with a nature path <clears throat> named Stefan. Um uh, Kassian, I can't think of how I can pronounce his name, um, but he's actually on my my website. Uh, he is a super brain, and uh, he's going to give me an adventure through the Amazon on horseback and go to go get you know get in touch with the Amazon and do ayahuasca and do all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's so exciting. He's actually where I'm going to be doing all the testing for my my McCall method. Uh, and I'm sure for whatever company I work with, I'll be getting analytics and getting testing stuff done there because they've got all these crazy, crazy high-tech machines for testing your body for all this stuff. Everything you want to know about your body, you can get tested without anything being injected into you or me. Like you just stand on this thing and it reads your body. It's really, I can't explain it. Um, it's out of my out of my pay grade. But um, you know, there, there's a lot of really cool things you can do like that. I mean, I can add on the full testing before you can go through the ceremony, whether it's mushrooms, ayahuasca, ibogaine, whatever it is. So you see all your afflictions before. You see what's wrong with you, inflammation, whatever, cancer. Go through the ceremony, go through a little bit of integration, and you can do testing again, and then see the benefits of it. See how good you've done. You, know, you get your own numbers. It's really, it's really cool.
0: That is awesome, and in these types of studies and this type of, you know, illumination on this stuff is only going to just exponentially enhance all of that. I mean, it's, it's crazy to your point. It's like, you thought this was going to be a five year process just to even start getting some of this stuff to happen. It's like within a year it occurs. And when you think about the money that can get behind it now and the additional resources that get behind it, the, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, I'm trying to think it's like the, the limits are completely endless. Really?
1: Yeah. And, and I'm just waiting for, uh, just uh, the stars are just, they're aligning. They're already aligning. But to be the person that people know, okay, I can go to him now because I know, you know, I can, you know, whether whether they can put their money in the right place for investing or they just want to come heal, you know, whether they want to just learn and, and learn about the benefits of non psychedelic mushrooms. You know, I teach that too the Myco diet, you know, just for if you don't want to get psychedelic, not everybody wants to. You know, DARPA and people like Daniel Carcio who are taking the pharmaceutical model are trying to get rid of the, the psychedelic part of mushrooms it's government you know and there's a lot of really 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 interesting stuff happening i mean someone asked me today well what else was it does it do besides help brain damage i was like everything it fixes everything it fixes the human condition it fixes you literally everything because everything in your body that's bad is tied back to inflammation and inflammation is your diet is your you know environment is stressors is trauma in your body um, and to get rid of that stuff, it's high doses of anti-inflammatory substances like psychedelics, like CBD, like turmeric. I mean, the list goes on. You can put in a bunch of stuff, and as long as you're putting that stuff in your body uh, constantly, like I am, um, you're 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 gonna feel way better.
0: Yeah, now I take turmeric and hemp every day for just daily inflammation relief. I used to be a eight a day ibuprofen easily. You know what I mean? I think about the damage that I did to my stomach. And I've had a ton. We talked a little bit in the when we were uh, with Steve. You know, I've battled gut problems for a couple of years, and uh, you know, I I'm sure some of it's stress. I'm sure some of it's diet. I'm sure some of it's just wrecking my gut biome with energy drinks and ibuprofen and you know drinking and God knows what else. But uh, turmeric's a lifesaver, man. It really is. I I can't believe. And I'm usually skeptic about stuff and I'll I'll take supplements for a while and then I'll stop taking them and be like, oh well, I didn't really notice anything. I notice like being able to move freely in the mornings when I get up, just ankle pain, knee pain. And it's it's you gotta consistently take it, but you know, it's Are you taking
1: it with black pepper?
0: Yeah, with bioprene.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh four. So I take two. Tablet today so it's 40 milligrams of CBD from hemp and then it's uh, 800 milligrams of uh, tumor or curcumin from turmeric root extract and turmeric and then the black pepper extract
1: for the absorption beautiful beautiful I yeah. see that that's one thing that people just don't they don't know yeah, they're, they're just uneducated about it but good job I mean it's simple things like like going you know, get back to the stomach yep. you know my stomach was was riddled. I, I was in and out of the hospital like a dozen times, I think in two years. Uh, because of, that's why my career in UFC went to shit because I ended up in the hospital a bunch, you know, in Ireland, Brazil and New York. Um, it was not good. And, you know, when when you have issues, people think of bacteria yeah. only in their body, they think of your you know mycobiome, which is good, which is good, you should yeah, replenish geez. that you should, you should you should fix that because yeah, especially you take antibiotics and stuff, you're, you're ruining it. Um, it, it. But no it, one thinks it, about the it, fungus in your body. No one thinks about rebuilding the myco, the mycological it, biome in your body. And it's just, again, people are just aren't uneducated yeah. about it. And then they're starting to learn, people are starting to come around to, you know, um, the different mushroom supplements. You know, the, the larger variety you get of mushrooms, the Larger variety of protection you will have with your 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 immunity, uh, with all that stuff. You know, as you're getting so much benefit of mushrooms, they offer so much benefit. I mean, polysaccharides and beta glucans for your immune system. You've got vitamin D, you know, fat soluble hormone. You've got vitamin A. You've got trace elements. You have, you know, all these, uh, you know, uh, you know, neuro- neurogenic or you know. Uh, Brain vitamins. I can't think right now. I'm so tired. It's been such a long day.
0: <laughs> Nootropic. There
1: we go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I tell people though, I, I have to say that I was so broken. I did have to biohack and I injected a bunch of peptides. I still do. I haven't taken them in like a month or two just because I want to take a break. Um, but a bunch of peptides. I take BDNF with NAD plus, BPC, actual uh, BPC one five seven blend uh, modulate my testosterone with that and a little TRT, um, because I like having the testosterone of an 18 year old. It's cool. And I worked out hard. Um, so whatever, I'm, I'm a little vein. I like to look really good jacked. So it helps. Um, yeah.
0: anybody that doesn't want to believe that there's optimal life to be had when you replace your hormone levels, yeah, you're yeah. missing out.
1: I tell, I tell people all the time, what am I, let my nuts shrink. I'm like, you don't, you don't use them. Who cares? You don't need them. <laughs> um, there's more graphic ways to explain that with, with people who, (laughs) but we'll go there. Um, and you know, there, there's like, I, all of the most successful people, men that I know that are older are like, Oh yeah, I've been on TRT forever. Like, dude, uh, they look great. They act great. They have energy. They're in their sixties and they're crushing it. you're just like, you know what? I want to be that guy. Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to be that guy, you know, it's like I'm, and I'm, I'm using all the best stuff. I've got access to the best labs. These are all my friends, you know, who own these places and stuff. So it's it's really cool. And I, I tell people, look, you don't have to spend a bunch of money like I did, or like I do, like I will continue to do on exosomes and, you know, like stem cells or things like that or, or, or peptides and all this stuff. You can just biohack and make yourself better with a smile in the morning, with a laugh, go in the mirror. If your, your life sucks, go in the way right when you wake up, go in the mirror, splash some cold water on your face, laugh and smile. I promise you, there's an actual reaction, a chemical reaction in your brain, or in your stomach, actually, uh, that translates to your brain, that then you will produce happier drugs in your head. Then you will go downstairs and you will see the person you love, hopefully you live with one, and you'll tell them that you love them. And that they look great and then they're, they're happy, happy morning or you know grand rising um then their day's better and then the next person is just like simple things like that you know you, you gotta get to get to protect yourself protect yourself at all times literally all times just say good stuff do good stuff like that that's the big basis of it then you can go get a cheap you can only afford one supplement better than anything else go get a i mean some sort of mushroom supplement I mean sure, Paul Stamets, those king, there's a bunch bunch of brands. I don't want to poo-poo anybody. So there's a bunch of brands out there. So so get one of them and with a larger variety of mushrooms and take them. It will it will make your life better. I promise you. It'll help with your skin, it'll help with your hair, it'll help with your stomach, it'll help with acne, it'll help with inflammation, it'll help with headaches, it'll help with like you know, just the list goes on, dude. It's crazy.
0: Well aren't mushrooms like the largest organic life form on earth?
1: Yeah, it's it's 22,000 acres or 20 I don't know some I I don't I can't even remember it's really big it's up in Oregon um part of the that
0: things here. like as we find out more about aliens here over the next couple of years probably like I I don't know man I I'm big on thinking like when you look at an anthill or you look at something really small they have no idea what you are looking at them they just kind of exist in their own little world right and I feel like there's no way we are at the edge of existence we must be a smaller part of something much larger because it extrapolates that way when you look inward from from our point of view and so I don't like when I think about it that way and that we may be just a small piece of something much larger it starts to then put things in perspective like that it's like why is there this giant fungus that's breathing and it's bigger than anything else and we just we take it for granted. We just think it's this thing growing out of the ground, but in all actuality, that could be the lung molecule of this larger being that we're a fungus of. On top, you know. What I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> fucked up right now. i still that's high good, from that's earlier.
1: That, that's it. That's exactly how how we should be thinking. You know, these things are smart. And what if What if the Martians? What if the, the aliens? Martians are going to call them, put them here for us to eat them? Then so they could control us. You know, they could open our minds to know that. Look, we have no chance. Just, just say yes. You are here, here I welcome you, my new overlords. Um, I don't know, man. These things are intelligent, and yeah, they probably did come from outer space. You know that there. That's that's theoretical right now, um, but it's very plausible from what I've been told, um, which is so cool. Which is so cool. You know, I, I actually I, I had I had in a Stone Ape I had a stoned Ape theory trip in Malibu Canyon, I ate way too much in Malibu Canyon, like years ago. And then right after I heard about the stone ape theory and I I watched it happen. Like, mind you, I was, I thought I was the big, you know, tough chimp that was on the Savannah floor. Like, on, you know, I'm laying there with like my woman, my female. And I, I was looking at the tree and I was like, that's where I came from. Like, I and I saw it all in my head. And realistically, I was on the side of the, the canyon road, like in the bush, you know, laying there just just out of <laughs> I got lost. I walked into someone's house. I think a couple of houses. It was crazy. Um, but you know, you do things like that when you're young. Uh, but you know, I I have yeah, as you see, I've been I've been doing this my whole life. I've been I've been into psychedelics since I was like a kid. You know, I've been in like I've been studying this and adoring people like Terrence McKenna, you know, my whole life. This is just something that that it's it's paying off because people didn't know. People really didn't they didn't know that I was into this and they listen to it. Like I've done so a lot. I had,
0: I had no idea. I thought, I mean, I it made sense listening to some of what's been published, but I, I didn't realize it went that deep. I thought you were, you know, similar to a lot of professional athletes and you know, struggled a little bit coming out of your career. you know, you mentioned the ego thing. I've had the conversations with a lot of guys that have said, you know, it's it's tough, and you can identify it in other people, but you can't see it in yourself. And uh, you know, I figured, you stumbled across the right person and had an experience and it changed your life. But it's, it's cool to know that it kind of came full circle and maybe you didn't understand the complexity or how deep it went when you were younger. It seems like you understood more than most young people, because I think it sounds like your parents were similar to mine and that they were fairly honest with you about how yeah. things were and you didn't have this false stigma that a lot of people have, you know, that even today it's like they'll, they'll drink, Gallons of alcohol, yeah. But you're, you know, going to burn in hell because you s- took a hit on a, you know, a very weak joint. But
1: <laughs> see, my my parents still have all the best weed. My mom's a chef, so well, she's retired, but they're both retired. But she she now cooks. Like my brother will have a little harvest, and he'll come bring like forty pounds of shake, like really premium shake. And I'll open the fridge in the garage, and it's like it's just full, it's full of it's full of herb. And I'm like, okay, like, cause she she cooks with it, and she makes all the neighbors, all you know, whoever wants edibles has edibles, um, you know, and it's it it's fun just to see how much this stuff helps people. Mm-hmm. Like I did it myself for the most part, um, but I I also had you know yeah I did it. It's the thing. I you're right. I didn't quite understand what I was doing really. Like I had a, I had a little bit of an understanding comparatively. But I really had no idea and, and I've learned I mean, my first shamanistic experience was, was was not that long ago. It was a little over a year ago. my first real shamanistic experience before it was just I was a party boy, you know, and I was I would do crazy high doses. But, you know, that was in a different setting. Um you know, never in a party setting. I wouldn't t- take like ten grams in a party setting. I'd be in my, you know, I'd be with friends and then a cool, you know, good, good, cool, good spot. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm actually going back to the first person I went to. Finally, I need to go see him, and he's, you know, he lives on the La Jolla Indian Indian Reservation, and I'm gonna take uh, twenty grams. So that's that's the uh, heroes. Yeah, and, you know, a god dose heroes like five to seven, I think. And, the god dose. yeah and I just uh it's been calling you know I'm not this isn't my first rodeo I'm a professional <laughs> uh and when I I talk with you know the elder statesmen or the, the really high-end people in this in this industry um or even friends of mine like Kyle Kingsbury mm-hmm. they go oh you haven't done 20 grams yet and I'm like, like another person says that I'm like shit Okay. Well, um, I have, I guess I need to, I need to see what it's like. You know, I've, I've gotten to that space where I'm like, okay, this is ready. I need to do that. And I need to do uh five MEO.
0: I feel like we've all done 20 grams in 2020, brother.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. But this was the best time of my life. This was, this was such an amazing time because, you know, I, I was just able to suspend it in the right right way and accomplish so much. So it's, I'm I mean I'm not obviously no one's happy this happened, but it, it made me settle down and focus, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, no, I've said it a bunch. You can look at situations like this and they okay, they're they are what they are. That sucks. There's people that are suffering, but I'm healthy. I'm very thankful that I'm healthy and I've got two legs at work and my my arms are working, and I can get up in the morning and I can decide whether or not I'm gonna put my best foot forward. And I think like there's a lot of capable people that take themselves out of the game. They, they remove themselves from the game completely because of the situation at hand. And it, it instantly just removes competition. And so as long as you're just willing to like get up and try during times of chaos, the opportunity is the greatest. And you can just pass. It's like, you know, somebody staying in pit row for too long in NASCAR, you know, it's like, you just get, get out there and be on the track, you know, and it's, it's, it bums me out when I see people who really have a lot to give and they allow outside circumstances to control that. And I, you know, I only hope that those people can, you know, the next go around or when something else bad happens, they can look at it from a different light because it's empowering. And I, I I second what you say, I don't wish this on anybody and I wish that it would have never happened, but I'm coming out of this pandemic with a lot of things likewise to you that I'm excited for and that really only happened because there was upheaval in the world, you know, and and I decided to try to look at it from a positive mindset.
1: Yeah. And that's how you had to do it. Otherwise you see a lot of, you know, you see people, how they're acting, Mm -hmm. people are suffering and it just doesn't, it's, it's not the right way to do it. You know, there's who knows how much abuse is going on. You, know, you you hear the figures that they're just estimations, of course, um, and they're scary. They're really scary. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, and, you know, that's, that's just, there doesn't seem to be any middle ground. It's people that are just tortured and crazy and so unrealistic about so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have the people that are just calm and cool and collected going, yep, all right, well, I'm going to go back in my house now you know i i'm going to go get my work done cuz i'm being uber successful right now you know it's like okay it's great. i haven't
0: i haven't yeah. turned the television on really since before the election i i followed it pretty intently leading up to it i i you know wanted to see what happened but it's just it's been disappointing and there's enough there's enough stuff to keep us all bu- at least i know there's enough stuff to keep me busy and i don't need to to do it and uh i i've been happier quite honestly
1: totally you know, totally. Yeah. It's it's been. I'll put the news on every once in a while, um, <clears throat> and I just uh, I just uh, don't like it ever. I've never liked it. And Now I don't I have to pay attention to it because I'm a 36 year old adult. <laughs> <laughs> and I should I should probably pay attention. Um, but yeah, it's just so it's so gross. It's not my thing. I just I just want I just want to watch like documentaries and read articles on smart stuff, mm-hmm. science healing healing stories you know the good stuff
0: that's why i'm so glad i have vice and smithsonian i don't know if you've ever watched the smithsonian channel but
1: uh i don't think so i don't have tv really
0: so i we have uh we have hulu tv so it's like uh live through hulu and i never knew smithsonian television was even a thing and like i'll flip through it and i'll always land on it i was watching uh it was the life story of dog fighters from the us air force and navy so it was like all the way back to the very first fighter jets talking about like world war ii i think where i picked up was like pearl harbor and it followed a number of different guys and and one lady that were famous fighter pilots and it like showed footage from their planes it was so cool they do uh, this other show called aerial america where it's just drone footage over every state and they give like a history lesson about every state. And then there's special segments where it'll actually, um, you know, there was, I think there's one on Las Vegas and it was kind of like an aerial of Las Vegas. There was another on Yellowstone. So they do like unique places, but it's, it's really cool history lesson and like amazing views. If you ever get an opportunity to check, they probably have stuff on YouTube if you're ever bored. Not that you have the time, but.
1: I've got, I've got Hulu. I, I have some time. Have a little bit here and there to just. Relaxing.
0: It's one of those things you put on in the background. It's like got this guy's really chill, mellow voice, and quite honestly, you know, I might uh, partake a little myself and sit back and just watch the views of aerial America and yeah, that.
1: yeah. I uh, I need to I, I need to eat an edible and, and go do that. It's a good idea. What time is it? It's eight. I'm so tired. I woke up at six this morning. Uh, I, I'm I'm not a morning person, and I um been like trying to force myself to do it. And I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan, especially now that I'm. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> like blah. Uh, I was just, yeah, I was just stressed out. But I had a good night. I did, I did stand up for the first time.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that
1: was great. Think,
0: something new? Like, have you always was, wanted to dive into that? And
1: no, no I, I, I was doing stand up. I actually had a travel. I've had my my first travel gig in stand up um, yeah. before COVID happened. So you know, I was. I guess it's just started to travel. Well, I mean, comedians say I can say I'm a comedian. So I guess I should. Um, and because I have this new show at the comedy store, I have to start doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to have a job at the comedy store and just be the guy that doesn't. It's all about
0: travel. the reps. You got to get out there and get yourself primed again.
1: Yeah. And again, I'm I'm new at this. I'm the only re- I mean, I was only doing comedy for like five or six months before I got these travel shows so was i deserving of them no as a comic hell no but because i have a book check mark people will come and see me and that was fun so you know we went out to uh pennsylvania detroit and um you know we had just fun we had we had just a lot of fun and you know, smoked a bunch of weed got a bunch of you know just just it was a, it was a good time it was fun to do and I, I'm, I'm excited to do that again because it's very, ther- therapeutic for me, you know. When when COVID first started, I was like, I was doing jokes about my old life, you know, about like fighting, gross, just sexual, just stuff. that wasn't like wasn't funny. And uh, after you know, once COVID started, I was like, I'm done. I'm over it. You had all the guys getting in trouble for grooming young girls and all this stuff, and I was like, I'm happy. I'm, I never became friends with those guys like i was kind of attracted like i'm happy with never hung out with you douchebags um but now i I just i realized like last night my comedy is completely different i'm a completely just different completely different person so uh this is gonna be fun it's gonna be gonna be a good time
0: oh man i'm excited to see it i'm glad uh you're able to get back out hopefully you know things change here and you know maybe by it sounds like the spring there could be a little bit more stuff opening up and I think that'll be a compounding effect as you know as it starts to go and everything's all right I think people have waited long enough I think we'll see a really quick reawakening of stuff so
1: Yeah and you know we've got our own uh production facility for live events that are there's a barely you know it's it's a it were audio and video you know recording studio basically um where we can have events and have you know very limited amount of people like very small amount of people um, but then again, we're live streaming. So that's the thing is I'll be able to get in and go up, you know, to an open mic or not so much an open mic, but a, a backyard show kind of thing. Um, you know, once every two weeks or so, I think. So that's work. You know, it's more work than most people are getting right now. Or if I go out to Vegas, I know I can do Tom Bomb's uh, Psychedelic Psycho Show and go out there with a few of my friends that, you know, go out there and do stuff. It's just, um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's like I'm starting all over again, so I got a lot of work to do.
0: When's the comedy store show start?
1: The first one will record uh, February second, I do believe, uh, and then they'll be out like end of Mar- or end of February, early March. Um, we've already got sponsors that are chomping at the bit like big ones. so i'm 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 stoked, you know, and whatever company obviously I work with, they'll sponsor the show and yeah. so
0: is it is it similar to kind of like how kill tony got started where they started to like film that show at the comedy store and leverage that but it's it's kind of its own thing it's really grown into a life of its own
1: yeah and i know it's 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 yeah it's exploding and to do we want to do travel shows as well because you know someone like dr fadiman he's old jim is jim's uncle jim he's old man he's like 82 i think um and he can't travel. So, you know, we'll go up to San Francisco. We'll go see uh, James McConkey, the guy that owns the uh, Hate Street Shroom Shop, who's a good friend of mine. And we'll go see Dr. Fatiman in the Bay Area. And, you know, just go go do stuff. Or we'll go to Jamaica and we'll do a ceremony out there. We'll go to Brazil. We'll go do, like, there's so much content to be shot. And, um, you know, we can have just a different take on it. Like, you know, where where Hamilton's Pharmacopia, one of my favorite shows in the world. I love that show. He's so good. It's some of the best shot stuff I've seen like, ever. I love it. I love it so much. Obviously, it'd be way different than that, um, but it's going to be good. You know, we're going to do a lot of cool stuff, and um, I'm excited to show everybody and just to be a part of it. like just, it's, uh, I'm so grateful to be able to do this. Mm. I'm looking forward to it,
0: man. So I know you had a long day. I'll let you get back to uh, enjoying the family and and relaxing, enjoying the fruits of your labor, because again, congratulations. And it's just, I know it's the start of this and hopefully we can have more conversations as this all rolls out because I'm, I'm truly am fascinated, man. And hopefully uh, you know what, I may take you up on one of these offers and, and uh, you know, have a little experience. It's uh, it's been a while and it's definitely something that I need to, especially having a, a child now life changes and uh you need that you need that refocus every once yeah. in a
1: while so yeah we uh a couple of things that we teach um at the mccall method uh is couples integration we we wrote the first program for couples integration called holding space for a loved one but also something um because i'm we are such proud parents i'm such a proud father. Um, we teach uh, parenting integration and obviously not taking psychedelics with your kids, uh, but, but we well, kind of actually, you can do that. Uh, you can do that with your grown kids. Obviously, I'm not going to give your young kids <laughs> much. Um, you know, I'm not doing illegal Well, underage, I guess. Uh, but you know, the, these, these, <sighs> this stuff works, man. It's working for everybody. And I'm so, it's so cool to be, like I said, to be a part of this, dude. I'm just, it's so honored. I'm exhausted. So I'm going to go fall asleep.
0: <laughs> saying, man, I, I appreciate it. I know a lot of people are excited to hear this. And uh, Ian, thank you much.
1: Thank you very much, man. I'll see you later. Talk to you soon.